Hey, my name is Katie and welcome to the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Today we have no big deal, but 2.2 million followers on the internet, Maria Presta. To know her is to love her. She shares grace and truth and does it such a beautiful way. I know you are going to love this episode. Before we get into it, I would love to kindly ask you to leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Your reviews help other people to find this podcast. All right, I can't wait anymore. Here is our conversation. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. You're just so young and bold and beautiful, and I want you to share your stuff. Welcome to the podcast, Maria. Oh my goodness, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this all week, so I'm so excited to share everything about my faith and the whole journey. You do a lot of things, obviously, but let's kind of just back up to what you have been doing to lead you to what you're doing now on the internet. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess the whole thing started when I actually started getting my rise on social media. I think when I hit around 2 million followers... I had so many opportunities come my way with brand deals, all these collaborations, and a lot of them involved, you know, big sums of money. So it was super exciting. And the more opportunities I got, the more I kept seeking out after like bigger opportunities, ones with more money. And it was really cool and exciting, but eventually it kind of led me down a path where I actually got opportunities from the Hollywood industry, you know, like getting involved in like movies and stuff, because I guess they were like really into my content and my voice. So I was like, that's so exciting. Like you can't go wrong with that. And I guess when I actually went out to Hollywood and experienced the culture out there, it kind of led me down a dark path where I realized my dependence on God. And that's kind of where the whole thing started, really. How did you grow 2 million followers? It's actually so funny because I never planned on being really involved in social media. But once in a while, I would post videos on TikTok of vlogs, beauty routines, and people just were really like into my voice. I don't really know how to say it. (laughs) I was reading the comments and everyone just kept talking about my voice. And I was like, I really never realized my voice sounded so different. And that was actually why my videos started blowing up. And then eventually I started doing comedy sketches and then those started going viral. It was those two combined that kind of led to where I am now, I guess. That's amazing. God can use anything. A unique voice. Really? Like (laughs) makeup tutorials, what? And now that's, I love it. So random, it seemed. I mean, I guess I'll just go with it. I mean, why not? So that was kind of the start of the whole thing. I have a friend who just started a podcast not long ago. And she said she has a unique voice too. And she was like, I always didn't want to start a podcast because I was self-conscious of my voice. And that ended up being her biggest feature and her biggest skill and asset. Has that been your experience? Yes, with me too. It's actually so funny because growing up, I remember I would always lose my voice. It was always like deeper and people would make comments about it. I wasn't too self-conscious about it because I was kind of like, whatever, but never would I think that that would be what caused me to kind of grow on social media ever. (laughs) So it's definitely something so weird. amazing. I love it. And then, you know, just the people start commenting and other people start commenting. And next thing you know, you have a viral video. I swear TikTok is the craziest social media platform. That's all it takes, really. It led to you having several viral videos and then getting called to Hollywood. Like, okay, you need to unpack that more. 
That was the craziest thing ever because I remember it started with, I got an email for like someone sending makeup to me. And I remember texting my whole family. I'm like, I'm getting brand deals. Like this is crazy. And then it led to more brand deals and more collaborations. And then eventually someone from Marvel reached out to me and said, Hey, we kind of want you to be part of our new series, this and that. And I was like, dreams do come true. It turned out that like, (sighs) this dream turned into a nightmare, you know? Like all the things I heard about Hollywood that I maybe thought were rumors or like exaggerated ended up being so true. I feel like that experience was necessary for me to re-encounter God and reignite my faith because before the whole social media, I went to college for two years. I was involved in the whole college culture with the drinking and everything that just comes with it. The social media helped me take a break from that. Rather than being involved in the college culture, I was more involved in just money and fame, which is another dark path to go down. And going to Hollywood, experiencing everything Hollywood comes with, like the money, the contracts they want you to sign, this control, it was really eye-opening. And a really scary experience. And I know that God kind of came and like saved me from all the darkness that comes with that and kind of showed me the path that I needed to take to kind of find him again. Wow. Okay. I want you to share a little bit more about your spiritual journey too, because would you say you were a Christian and we kind of live in this life and maybe he was kind of on the back burner or what happened there in Hollywood to take this huge shift? I remember in Hollywood when I was there and meeting with all these higher up people in the industry First, it sounded so awesome. I was going to all the different studios. I remember I went backstage to Netflix, the Ellen Studio, ABC, NBC. I was like, this is awesome. And then it got to the point where they were offering me any sum of money to sign a contract, which went against my morals and values. There was a lot that kind of led up to that moment where things were sitting very uneasy against my morals and values, like things they wanted me to do in the industry, anything like exposing yourself and just like neglecting your religion just so you can do stuff that would be for their gain to this point where they wanted me to like sign a contract where they were offering me any sum of money I wanted. They would write me a check for anything to cover my debts, any financial issues at home, just so that I would sign this contract to be involved in the Hollywood industry. I remember being there and I was like, wow, like you hear about this stuff, but you never think it's going to happen to you. I sat there and I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Even though at this point in my life, my morals and values weren't totally intact. I still had faith in God. And I remember being like, absolutely not. Like I cannot sign this contract. And this is kind of where my whole faith journey sets in. So when I was actually in Hollywood, I found myself in this situation where these people who wanted me to sign the contract were able to tap into my phone and they kind of knew everything about me without me revealing it, like my social security, the amount of debt I was in. Wow. Yeah. So they kind of tapped into my phone. They had agents fly in that I didn't know about that were kind of like investigating everything about me. Oh my gosh. No, it was terrifying. So in the midst of them asking me to sign this contract, they were exposing all this information they knew about me and were kind of using it against me where if I didn't sign this contract, I don't know if they were going to like tap into all my information. I really didn't know what they were going to do. I remember I kind of isolated myself. I kind of like left to go into a different room trying to figure out how I was going to leave this situation without using my phone because they tapped into it. I remember just going up to the hotel like front office and asking them to buy me 
an Uber and like I would pay them, but for them to like order the Uber for me to the nearest airport. They ended up doing that for me. And this is the craziest thing because right when I got into the Uber, keep in mind, we're in like Hollywood. The lady started bringing up God and faith. Oh, wow. And I was showing no signs of fear or anything. I was trying to remain really calm. And randomly she was like bringing up God and faith. And I'm like, wow, like that was something I really needed to hear at that moment. She ended up dropping me off at the airport. Super nice. She wanted to come inside with me to make sure like I was able to get a ticket, but I was so flustered in the moment. I was like, no, like that's okay. But she provided me with so much comfort. And I really needed that at the time because I was so nervous of like what was happening. And then I ended up going into the airport. The guy was able to cancel my ticket I already had to go home because he tapped into my phone. So I had no plane ticket to go back home. I was kind of stuck at the airport. And when I was looking at my phone, he was saying that he was going to be coming to the airport to come pick me up. And I was super scared. So then I went up to the desk to see if I could just purchase a ticket to Chicago right then and there. And they were saying the next ticket available because this was a small airport that I went to. The next one was the next 48 hours. And I was so scared. I was like, I don't think I could be here for 48 hours. So I ended up going to the bathroom and I was like, I'm just going to call my sister and tell her everything that's going on. Even though these people have access to my phone, I didn't even care at the moment. So I called my sister and I was telling her everything that was happening, that I have no more plane ticket, that they wanted me to sign a contract, that they knew all this information about me. And she's trying to calm me down over the phone. She's like, okay, Maria, calm down. You just need to trust God that he's not going to let anything happen to you. And it's so weird because I can't even express this. At that moment, I remember putting every ounce of trust and worry into God's hands. And the moment I did that, I remember hearing a lady come into the bathroom and was like, is everything okay? And I opened the door and I just lay it all on her. I was like, I told her everything that was happening. And she's like, don't worry, wash up in (sighs) here and then come meet me at the table outside. So I washed up, went out to the table. It was her and her husband sitting at a table on their laptops. And I went to sit down and it turns out that both of them were flight attendants that ended up flying into this airport randomly because they detected bad weather ahead. And they were on their laptops trying to find me a ticket. And the husband's like to me, okay, get all your stuff. We're going to drive you to the other end of the airport. There's one ticket left that's taking off in 30 minutes to Chicago. And it was so weird because before that I was on my phone. I had every app you could ever imagine downloaded. Travelocity, Travago, everything. Looking for plane tickets. And there was none for the next almost two days. And he ended up finding one for Chicago that was going to take off in about 30 minutes. So they took all my stuff, put me in their car, and drove me to the other end of the airport. The wife ended up coming inside with me to make sure I got that ticket, which I did. And I ended up making it on that plane with seconds to spare. It's like one of those movies where you like just make it on the plane. That was me. Oh my gosh. The whole reason why I know this was all in God's hands was that when I was going to LA, like my whole plane trip to Los Angeles, right when that plane took off, I was really nervous and I kind of had like an uneasy feeling. So I remember on my phone, I play this video of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which is like a prayer that's kind of like putting it all in God's hands. I was so nervous that like the entire four hour plane ride from Chicago to Los Angeles, 
I played that prayer on repeat the entire way there. And it's called the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And I remember when I got on that plane to head back home, the plane took off at three o'clock, which is the hour of Divine Mercy. I kind of connected the dots and I was like, God really just saved me in that moment. And that was the whole experience that reignited my faith and was the beginning of my faith journey to where I am right now. Oh my goodness. I'm picturing you in this boardroom and it's, you're basically at being asked to sell your soul. It's what it feels like. Don't worry. We're going to give you all the money you want, all the fame you want. You just have to question everything you've ever thought to be right. You know, that's what it sounds like. Exactly. And it was the craziest thing because during that time, you know, like my family, we were going through a whole financial crisis, if you will. And I mean, I was in debt as a college student and it's like for like a split second, the money sounded like it would fix all my problems. But I know I had God on my side to kind of open my eyes to be like, you don't want this. Your morals and values are more important than anything else. And your faith in God is more important than anything else. I feel like if I didn't have that, the money would have sounded so enticing and the fame that would come with working for Marvel all sounded so enticing. I feel like since I had that background that like people sell their soul or whatever, you know, like they'll sell their morals and values and faith in God for the pursuit of money and the pursuit of fame. Since I kind of always heard about that being in the light of Hollywood, I was like, I can't do this. This is so wrong. And the whole experience of kind of getting out of that and seeing God work is what really ignited my faith. So I feel like that was almost necessary to get me where I needed to be today. Wow. Have you ever shared that story on social media? Right when I came back, I remember I came on a live stream because I was off of social media for a little bit and I touched upon the topic. I was a little scared to do so because I was like, I don't know who's going to see this. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I did talk about it openly on my platform because I feel like that was an experience that God put me through to not only reignite my faith, but maybe help reignite the faith of other people to kind of see in today's day and age, social media is huge and everyone's on social media to get money and to get fame. And I was one of those people, you know, I want people to understand that there's so much that comes with that. And there's so much darkness that comes with that, that you don't see until you step foot into that industry. And it's not worth it. When I experienced that whole thing, I had this whole epiphany. If you like to think of it like this, there's a spectrum with God on one end and worldly desires on the other end. And you put yourself in the middle. When you start heading in one direction to one point, you're getting further from the other point. So for me, when I was heading towards the worldly desires, yeah. I was getting further away from God. And it's inevitable. That's just how it is. And now I realize that once I started getting closer to God, the more I could care less about worldly desires. And it makes so much sense because you really can't have both. You can't have God. You can't be pursuing him fully while you're fully pursuing worldly desires, whether that's drugs, sex, alcohol, money, fame. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. But I got to tell you, I've gone in both directions and nothing is more fulfilling than pursuing God. Absolutely nothing. One of my favorite jobs when I was in my 20s was being a babysitter, which is why I'm so excited to tell you about Everly Agency. Everly Agency offers a boutique nanny matching service tailored to each individual family. 
They have a unique process of narrowing down families and nannies to find a really good, long-lasting, flourishing relationship. No matter where you are located, check them out and see if it's a good fit for you. They are growing like crazy. You can find them right here in the show notes or search Everly Agency on Facebook. Whether you work with littles or you have some littles of your own, find your happily Everly after at Everly Agency. Hey, if you enjoy this episode, you help make this possible by shopping my online store. I have totes and t-shirts and books and all kinds of fun stuff, and I would love your support. Also, if you are in a relationship and just need an unbiased third party to kind of give you some some helpful advice, or maybe you're not in a relationship but want to be and just want to make the best use of the single time, I offer online mentoring and I love to be able to do this. The link under this episode will bring you right to my calendar. You can pick a time that works for you and works for me. We book it, we make it happen, and I cannot wait to have virtual coffee with you. We look at Hollywood, some of the most famous people who have achieved all that so many people are searching for, you know, money, fame, wealth, all the prettiest spouses or whatever. And they don't seem to be doing so well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's so much suicide and depression and, and divorce and everything else. When you really look into the industry and like celebrities and stuff, there's so many problems constantly. Yeah. Like they're going through drug, there's drug overdose. There's you know, alcohol intake, like everything is on the rise when you look at these celebrities. Yet as humans, we're still trying to pursue that path. We're like, well, I want to be famous. Once you get there, no amount of followers is ever going to be fulfilling. You're always going to want to have more followers. Yeah. No brand deal yeah. is ever going to be enough. You can make a thousand dollars and then you're like, well, let me make 5,000 the next one. You get that. And then you're like, that's not enough. The next one I need to make 10,000. It's never going to be fulfilling. And once I started pursuing my relationship with God, there's nothing. I can only tell you it, but there is nothing you will ever experience that's going to fulfill you the way that Jesus Christ does. And I wish younger people could just pursue God and experience it themselves because you could hear me say it till I'm blue in the face. But until you experience it, you'll never truly understand what I'm saying. It's the most beautiful experience ever. And it's like, I totally changed my content around where I've lost followers. I've lost brand deals, but I wouldn't have it any other way because that's how much my faith means to me. You're taking the higher road. A lot of people think, you know, money and sex and drugs, like it's rebellious and it's sexy and it's cool. But honestly, it, it's easy. It's just following our own selfish desires. Anyone can chase after those things. What's more rebellious, I would say, is chasing after Christ. Yes, exactly. And I feel like, especially the youth, you know, there's this like identity crisis where people are telling you like, you need to figure out like who you are. There's all these things that people are telling you to do that are going to help you discover your identity, it's creating more issues. You will only discover your true identity in Christ. Everything else that people are telling you that's going to help you discover your identity, that you should dip a toe into these waters, and this is going to help you discover who you really are. It's only opening a can of worms for you because tell me why all these people who are embarking on all these different experiences, like they're trying to experience different things in the college culture, sex, drugs, alcohol. It's only making them more depressed and more anxious yeah. and more confused about who they are. Yeah. When you listen to these people too, who have gone through that and then have had this conversion to Christ, Christ helps you identify who you are, tells you who you are, where there's no more confusion, no more depression and no more anxiety that comes with this whole identity crisis. 
Well, first I need to backtrack because I'm just picturing you in this boardroom uh, about to sell your soul. You go to the bathroom, excuse yourself. They're stalking your every move. Did they come after you? Like I need a little backstory. What in the world? Yeah, no. So the thing was, I kind of like excused myself. Like I tried to play it really cool. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Like I have to think this through. I was crying and stuff. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Like you can't make it seem like you're not on track with this because I mean, honestly, who knows what they're going to do. They flew in agents for this whole thing to like investigate Amy. I really don't know what they're capable of doing. So I was like, calm down, make it seem like you're interested and that you just need some time to think about it. Like you need to go back to your like room and like, you know, figure out the whole thing. So I was like, you know what? Like, this sounds like a great opportunity. Let me just think about it for a little bit. Trying to make it seem like I was on board with the whole thing. And that's kind of when I made my whole like escape plan. I got to get out of here. And then when they realized like I was gone, I guess they were maybe tracking my phone and they realized I was at the airport. They were like, I'm going to come and get you. They made me miss my entire flight and everything. Like they did it all. Like it was all planned and plotted. And I was like, this is kind of scary. You know, like this is really scary. And that's when I was at the airport when, you know, I took the Uber to the airport, realized I didn't have a flight anymore, that I was like, I need to call my sister. I need to call someone. I don't care if they could hear my whole conversation anymore. I need to talk to someone. So that's when I called my sister. And when I was in the bathroom at the airport, she was like, yeah, that was like how the whole thing happened. A little crazy. I feel like we need to make a movie just on this. Get the Kendrick brothers out of Sherwood, the films, you know, the Christian films. Maybe I should go tell them, be like, hey, do I have a story for you? There's no need to spice this one up because this one's a little spicy as it is. Like, it was crazy. Run away from Hollywood, literally. (laughs) Have this come to Jesus moment and realize that all the world has to offer is just not as sexy as it looks. And you are in it to win it. Now for Christ. Still killing it on the internet. Now with a completely different mission. Talk to me about that. I remember at the very beginning, it was hard. So like right when I came back from Hollywood, I didn't totally change my content over. I told myself, I was like, hey, I'm going to be more open about my faith. I'm going to make some content talking about my faith. And throughout all of 2021, because that's when that whole thing happened after I came back in March of 2021, I was like, this is it. I'm going to start talking about my faith. 20% of my content was maybe about my faith. It was awesome. But now looking back on it, I realized that my content was kind of lukewarm in a sense. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree with anything that I said in my videos throughout that year, but I was kind of walking on eggshells. I was like, I was very scared to kind of say the wrong thing to make people upset. My content wasn't bad, but it wasn't what people needed to hear. It was almost what people wanted to hear. Towards the end of that year, I had an internship for school where I went to Disney to work for them. And I met a lot of coworkers out there that were going through a lot. They were depressed. They were going through anxiety. And they would look at me and they'd be like, you know, how are you so happy? And I always wanted to be like, Jesus, it's Jesus. But I was so scared to openly talk about my faith. And I wanted to tell them, you know, like, it's not really happiness, it's joy. And joy is something that you can really see that radiates from people. Because I feel like for me, happiness is something that has to do with circumstance. Like if something good is happening to you, you're happy. But joy is something where if you look at someone, it's this like, glow that radiates from them. And it has to do with Jesus, their relationship with God. And I wanted to tell them that. And towards the end of my internship, I had this whole epiphany with my coworkers where towards the end, I told them, I was like, look, like this is about my faith. You ask me why I'm always so happy. It's my relationship with God. The way they would break down and it was something they needed to hear. This is what I need to do. I need to tell more people about God and Jesus at the beginning, because I'm a people pleaser, I was so scared to tell them about God and my relationship with Jesus. 
when they would ask, like, how are you so happy? I'd be like, oh, like, it's just a nice day outside. And then at the end, when I finally had the courage to be like, you know, my relationship with God is everything to me. And what you see for me is all because of Jesus Christ, you know? And the way they reacted, it showed me that this was something they needed to hear. This is what I need to do. And this is when I kind of realized that, like, I wanted to change my career path from what I was doing in college, hospitality management. I want to devote my life to Christ. So I came back home then in January. I decided to come back home, start studying Catholic apologetics and uh, theology. That's when my content completely changed to being totally devoted to Christ, where now I just speak everything in its truth. And I'm not really scared anymore. I have the courage to do it because where I was a people pleaser before and I was living to please other people, I realized that in working to please others, I lost sight of my morals and values. And then when I kind of changed that to please God, everything changed. If you only live to please God, you're going to be okay. Because in living to please others, it was like I was scared to speak my truth. I conformed my morals and values to the person I would be speaking with. And that's not right. That's not okay. And not only did I just like speak according to what other people wanted to hear. I also adjusted the way I lived to please other people. And realizing, you know, people need to hear God and then living to only please God, it all changed. Everything changed. And like now I'm here trying to pursue God fully and change all my content to just talk about him. We'll just like see how that goes from now, but I've never felt so fulfilled in my life. I've talked a lot about this recently. You would love to hear your take on haters on the internet, because I'm sure you've had your fair share and you also had a content shift and honestly like a life change. Does it bother you? Did it bother you? How have you overcome and gotten through that, the haters on the internet? You get hate regardless of what you do. I remember like when I started blowing up, there'd be hate comments, but like the good definitely outweighed the bad for me. It never really bothered me totally at the beginning. I kind of ignored it because it was like 80% of my comments were good and I'd get 20% of my comments that were like bad. Mm. That's okay. No big deal. Then when I switched my content, a lot more haters. It's more like 50-50. Now, it got to me from getting so much approval from people at the beginning with my content to getting so much more disapproval after changing over my content. It was hard. It definitely like hurt. I'd get messages from people saying like, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You're annoying. You're dumb. And like, not only were the comments reflected on my content, you don't know what you're talking about and like your faith, this and that. It kind of also started shifting to where people would then just chime in and be like, and you're ugly and your voice is annoying. Then start bringing in irrelevant topics just because they didn't like what I was saying. Yeah, It did get to me. I mean, no one wants to hear those things, even though if you know people are just saying it to say it, to be mean, like whatever. It was really hard at the beginning. And actually at the beginning, it made me second guess myself a lot. I'm like, should I not change my content over and like stick with what I was doing? You know, I got a lot more approval. I got more likes. Should I just like change back because people are being so mean? And I was like, no, I can't. That was an opportunity to strengthen my faith in God. I just used that. And I was like, you know what? It's in the darkest times that God's light shines the brightest. And that's when your faith only can get stronger. So I was like, you know what? This is necessary. God said it somewhere in the Bible. Don't know where, but like, I need to go through this right now in order to grow stronger with him. Yeah. I just kept doing it. And I didn't let myself stoop down to a level just to please other people. I was like, Maria, you know, you're a people pleaser and you're trying to overcome this and trying to please 
everyone else around me. I lost sight of my morals and values. And I told myself I never wanted to go down that path again. It's not worth it because in pleasing every single person, I have to change my morals and values for every single person. And not only is that bad, I'm being yeah. dishonest to myself. Like that's not who I am as a person. When I shifted that and I was like, you know, I'm only going to live to please God. You can't go wrong. My morals and values are intact. And then if people yeah. hate me for that, that's okay. If I please God, I know that what I'm doing is good. And all I want to do is I want to do goodness and I want to help. Yeah. People with that goodness. Yes, the hate got to me, but I know that there's nothing more important than staying true to yourself and staying true to God. I had to just stay strong in my faith. And my faith is the only thing that helped me overcome the hate that I was receiving from people. It was so hard at first. And I don't like to admit it because I don't want to discourage people from pursuing God. The hard times are the things that are going to help you grow stronger, help you grow closer to God. So it's almost necessary and you're going to get through it. You will get through it 100%. That's so real. I mean, my first uh, hate, few hate comments, I was like hyperventilating in the corner over it. I'm like, they don't like me. You know, like I was such a baby. Even seeing other celebrities when they would get hate, I was like, yeah. okay, grow up. Like you knew getting millions and millions of followers, like it was going to happen. You get a lot of good comments, so don't worry. But then when it happens to you... It becomes so personal and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is my one eye bigger than the other? <laughs> I know. The littlest things really get to you. It's hard. But when you have like God on your side, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> because today with social media, it is really hard. There's so much trying to be someone. You're not getting all this like work done at such a young age. I remember I was so obsessed with makeup and that's fine. I still wear makeup, but like, I would do like heavy loads. And my reason to do that was to please people around me. Hopefully they think I'm pretty. Every day I would make sure I put a full face of makeup on for that reason. We try so hard on social media to please all these people. It makes me kind of scared for my generation because I was involved in it too. How are we going to change that? Like, how are we going to work to help one another realize that you are worthy of so much? You don't need to change who you are. With Christ, you find that identity and you're worth so much and you don't have to listen to what other people are saying about you because that doesn't reflect who you are. Yeah. I only came to realize this when I started growing stronger in my faith, but man, it is really hard, especially today with social media. Do you follow, it's just the real Cass is her name, but Cassidy, she talks openly about like her struggle with pornography and she's a Christian, just a great girl. Anyway, we kind of went viral together by accident. <laughs> I was really, I was promoting her podcast episode. I had her on the, on the podcast. And so I was just promoting her episode. The reel was up for a month. Didn't think a thing over it. And then people started commenting. Apparently it was a song in Russian and the words were bad. I didn't know this it was a viral trend. Everyone was using it. Yeah. Someone decided it was bad. And so everyone and their brother had to let me know it was bad. Well, 6 million views later, people have like all their comments, but it was so comforting that her and I together could talk through that because yeah, then they started to say, you're ugly, you look like this, you're, whatever. Like, And it almost, those, yeah. while they got to me at first, it was almost like they just can't argue with the video. They feel convicted by the content. So they like are just taking cheap jabs. You know, it's almost like the comedians who just throw out a bunch of vulgar stuff. It's because they're not really that smart or not oh, really that funny. Yeah. So they just try and take stupid. That was quite an experience. What I learned from all that, on that one particularly, most of the comments were negative. I can't believe you lose this song. That episode got 14,000 downloads, which is way higher than most. And it led to so much freedom. My DMs were full about people who were healed through that episode. God really can use anything, even the wrong song choice. 
when I thought about social media and I was like, how can God use like social media? Like it just doesn't seem like his thing. I don't know. It's weird. You know, social media is so prevalent right now that like even like that situation you went through, how you can like bring so many people to God, something that you thought was like so negative at the beginning, so many like negative comments. And then how it like turned so many people to like see the truth behind the actual message and the content. It's so crazy, especially because I never thought I'd be using social media really to like do this, but because it's so prevalent, I feel like this is the best bet right now to try to get the younger people to kind of understand more about God and faith. Okay, I got you, girl. This sermon changed my life and it's about social media. This word is for you, my friend. (laughs) It was a woman preacher at our church and she was talking about how when Moses was in front of the Red Sea, the Egyptians were behind him. Like it looked like a dead end situation. It looked like, you know, God can't use this. We're done. The end of the story. And God said, what's in your hand? He's like, it's a staff. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's irrelevant. It's a staff. He's like, use your staff. Part the Red Sea. The way she kind of related that is like, what's in your hand that you can use? A cell phone. You can use a phone to part the Red Sea. Wow. And so, girl, I think you're doing it. You're using the phone to part the Red Sea. (laughs) That is amazing. I've never heard that before. What a way to put that in perspective that like God can literally use anything. Yes. It's absolutely incredible. I'm getting tears. (laughs) No, because, you know, I remember like once I started getting into my content, at first I was discouraged, you know, with all the hate. And then I started seeing all these Christian content creators and how encouraging that was for me to see that there is a desire to know God and there's a desire of people to help others know God. And I think it's so amazing when people come together to just like, like right now, just like me and you talking about like our faith, all that. It's so beautiful because I think people want to hear stuff like this. It's just that they don't know that this is it, that they're desiring to know. Hopefully with a video or something that we can do, they can see that like, hey, this might be something that I want to like look into. And then who knows if that might be the beginning of their faith journey. With social media, I feel like, you know, we have the power to do that. And hopefully like God's will be done, like that he can use us to like help other people discover their desire to know Christ that they didn't even know they had. She was talking about how when she heard that it kind of spoke to her and what was in her hand was a pen. And she used that pen just to write notes to everyone that was in her small group and how like one of those notes ended up coming at the right time and like totally changing someone's life. Some people, they knit, they cook. There's so many things in our hands that can be used for different things, especially our cell phones. Nowhere in the history of the world have we had such a megaphone. Like anyone has a following and it can make such a difference. It's amazing. I feel like when we look at social media, you know, especially as a society, We're just like, oh, it's so bad. Yet we continue to partake in the negativity that comes with social media. I said, when are we going to change that though? We acknowledge that social media is bad, but we also know that there's so much good we can do with social media, that it can actually be a blessing if we allow it to be. It can hurt or heal. A staff could beat someone or part the Red Sea. Especially like when I started getting the hate on social media, I said, this is something that people need to hear. And I want to be the person to help change the dynamic of social media. So much good can come from it, but we as a society are allowing so much bad for social media. Like we're the ones that are like social media is bad, yet we're posting this horrible content with horrible audios. Could we expect anything less than? We need to be the change if we want to see change in social media. 
Oh, preach. Can't look for something different if you keep on doing the same old thing. Exactly. And I remember I was actually one of those people that was like, oh, social media, so bad. When are we going to change it? But I'm like, why don't I do something to change it? Like, why do I keep relying on other people to be that change when I can be that change? I'm reading The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. Have you heard of that? It's like a life changer. I've read it like three times. (laughs) Wow. No, I have not. It's just like praying big, bold prayers is essentially what it's about. At the very beginning, it's like the way to change the world is go in your room, lock the door, draw a circle around you and say, start a revival right here in the circle. And that's our social media. Like what a, what a big, powerful, oh, social media is so bad, but not my page. When I go on social media, I see this desire of like the youth to come to know Christ. And you have young kids in high school that are talking about God and like so courageously, you know, people need to hear this. Yeah. And I think if enough of us continue to be open about our faith and to work to please God and stop working to please people around you and stop caring what they think, I think we're going to see the change that we want to see. I really, truly believe that we will. I just did a mastermind group and it was essentially a group of young women and they all want to be brave on social media or start a business or start a podcast in some way. They had a passion burning inside them, but wasn't exactly sure how to launch. What I keep hearing is the overarching fear. What will people think? Stuff like that. And so I guess a two-part question. One, what would you say to that? Because I'm sure, you know, family or friends or what will people think? And then I guess the other part of that is, especially when it comes to faith, a lot of people think, well, I don't have a theology degree. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers because no one does. But especially with our faith, we we become shy about sharing because we're not perfect. Tell me your thoughts on that. To the first question, you know, people get scared. And I feel like there's a lot of reasons people get scared. But the number one reason would be, what are people going to think about me? I feel like that's always what runs through people's heads is, what are they going to think about me? And what I like to say to that is, you're never going to please everyone. I know that sounds so cliche, but you will never please everyone. You might be like, okay, well, they're not going to like if I say this, let me say this. Someone's not going to like that. Well, then let me change it this way. Someone's not going to like that. If you want to start something and you feel like you can make a change, which you can do it. And I promise you just be true to yourself and you will see the change. And let me give you an example, because for me, when I first started my content, that's all that would run through my mind, especially as a people pleaser. I was like, what are people going to think about me? And yes, I started seeing the hateful comments, but the amount of messages that people sent to me on Instagram saying how I changed their life, like it brought tears to my eyes. I never thought that I was capable of doing this. And even changing just one person is life-changing in itself. If you want to go out and start a platform and you're scared to talk about your faith, I encourage you to ask God for the strength to do it. I didn't start taking theology classes until recently just because of my interest in God. Before I would make content, I would be like, Holy Spirit, just give me what I need to like help whoever needs to hear whatever they need to hear. I found myself talking about stuff that I didn't even know that I knew. I'm not a good public speaker at all. But when it came to talking about God on my content, the words came so effortlessly. The messages that I would get from people be like, you don't know how bad I needed to hear that. That changed the way I thought about something. I was like, thank you, but that really wasn't me. Those words come from God. If you really want to like start a platform or change your platform to talk about your faith or to talk about morality or to talk about ethics, anything that can help somebody, please do it. Because you will change somebody for that one person. For you, you might be like, oh, it's just one person. To that person, that's everything. That's their life. Live to please God. Do not live to please other people. And it's going to change you 
for the better. I promise that. And to the girl who's thinking, oh yeah, but I don't need to do that because Maria is doing that and Katie's doing that and whatever. But your voice is needed too because you are going to relate to someone differently than we are. I wanted to touch upon the second question you asked where you said like, you know, I don't know much. Like I don't have a theology degree. I barely know much about the faith. The thing why I love that question so much is that you got to realize that there's people out there who know absolutely nothing about God. You telling them the simplest thing to you that's like so basic, everyone knows that about God. Me saying it's not going to do anything. For you saying that to someone who knows nothing, that might be something that actually resonates with them. They may hear my content and not understand any of it because they don't even know who God is. But for you, saying it's so simply easy to understand, that might be the starting step for someone's faith journey. God uses everyone so perfectly that we can't even comprehend how he does it. You just saying something so simple like God loves you to someone just because you have that feeling can change someone's life. So don't let that discourage you. And then once you embark on that journey of faith, you're just going to keep growing. I love the woman at the well story. It's like my favorite. I've studied it upside down and backwards. And I remember I was uh, doing a Bible study with a college group. And this girl was like, did you know the woman at the well came to get water at high noon because she wanted to avoid the sneers of people? And I was kind of like, yeah, like everyone knew that. It's kind of like the point of the story. (laughs) That like was earth shattering to her. And so that to your point, we might think, "Uh, duh, everyone knows this. And even if they've heard it before, they heard it from, you know, maybe a boring preacher who just didn't resonate and you're their friend and you will say it differently and more relatable. And it is just so important to share your voice. If you have that desire and that passion to pursue God and then to like publicize it on a platform, don't wait to do it. Start now. I encourage you. It's been so life-changing. The amount of friends I've made over it, it's been so incredible. And like the amount of people who said like I've changed their lives, I'm like, well, I wish I started this sooner. Like I feel like I didn't even start this earlier. It's just been so incredible. And I know that if someone starts to do that too, they're going to experience that same thing because God works in such mysterious yet remarkable ways. To experience it is so amazing. Maria, your encouragement. So contagious. I love this conversation so much. (laughs) I love talking to you too, because seeing what you're doing is so inspiring to me too. To speak on those sort of topics, it's not easy. Nope. (laughs) And to especially get it to resonate with people is even harder. To just talk to people like you who are trying to do that for other people and just change the dynamic of the way society seems that it's going. It's so refreshing. Oh, thank you. It takes a village. One of the good things about social media is meeting friends like you. And there is definitely a network of good people with positive voices out there. And I'm so glad that we got to connect. I love it. Oh, me too, for sure. Okay. So how can people stay in contact with you? We're going to put links to your social media. Is there anything you want to shout out? Most of my uh, content and my videos right now are actually on my TikTok account, Maria underscore Presta. And then my Instagram is the same. However, I recently just created an Instagram account for all of my faith-filled content called The Fruitful Forecast. I put all my videos on there. I do like blog excerpts, little Bible verses, words of encouragement. And then I also post all my upcoming projects and things that I'm working on on there as well. So it's just totally 100% just all my faithful content on that Instagram page, the fruitful 
forecast. What a cute title. I love it. Oh, thank you. So if anyone's interested in just my content and my faith-filled content, that's probably the place you want to go is either my TikTok or that Instagram page. Real quick, before we let you go, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? How old are you, by the way? Like 22? (laughs) I'm 22. Yes. (laughs) You can say 18 if you want. Honestly, I probably look 18. So either one works. I would tell myself to stay true to your morals and values. Because in today's society, it's very hard to stay true to that. In the long run, you will be so fulfilled. Stay true to your morals and values. Do not let what other people say about you change that. Your morals and values are everything. And do not let anybody change them for any reason. Pleasing God is all that matters. Well, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to share this episode with our listeners. Oh, well, thank you so much, Katie, for having me. It was so sweet of you to reach out. And I absolutely love talking to you. Oh, the feeling is mutual. Thanks for listening. Thank you for making this a part of your week. As a reminder, we are going now to every other week episodes. I'm sure I'll bust the norm every now and then and have some surprise episodes. But for the most part, we are every other week, which gives me more time to give you quality and not just quantity. And if you take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media and tag me. I'll make sure I share it and give you all the social media love as well. Find me on Instagram at Katie Life. My DMs are always open. Thanks for being here, guys.